Jimmy Johnson, welcome back to my little Marshall Pruitt podcast, our Catching Up With series short form interview. One more lap. Yeah. You done got a, a word book, Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> well, there are more pictures than words. Well, true. And I've seen some of those pictures. Truly beautiful curation of imagery. Thank like you. That can make or break a book. Written by Robert Sullivan. I understand that the interview process with yourself, name everybody, Chad, Kanat, just a lot of folks in your life and yeah. history took place around this time last year, leading throughout the off season. I'd love to know where the, the idea for the book came from. You got two or three lifetimes worth of books to be done. <laughs> but where did this at least first one, where that well, idea come from? Gosh, where do I start? So I guess to back up far enough, um, I've always had a great love for photography. Mm. Um, I thought I could take some good pictures when I was a kid and, and pursued it a little bit just on a hobby standpoint. Um, and then as I met my wife and her love of photography, and she now has an art gallery in the Charlotte area called Soco Gallery. Uh, there's photography that's been on the walls of the gallery at times. Uh, there are many uh, photographers that are involved in this project. They're actually yeah. um, artists that she works with or represents too, which is cool and kind of helps it all tie together. But truly, my love of photography is kind of behind this all. Um, when I was trying to win my sixth NASCAR championship in a row, um, I had a lady by the name of Missy McLam follow me for the 10 weeks and shoot it. Wow. We didn't win the championship, but we ended up with this beautiful picture book. And the, the crazy thing is she shot it all in film. Um, so this is nice. back, I guess, 2011, and she was standing firm on her you know, film, uh, using her film prowess versus the digital world that was evolving. 35 we, millimeters of, of excellence. Everything. I mean, she had all kinds of wacky cameras she brought along. Um, and we, we did that book. It was called On the Road, self-published. My wife and I did it and published it and um, had, a, had great success with it and really loved it and enjoyed it. But still, that was just kind of one moment of time. And yeah. I've been collecting photos. My mom's been collecting photos since I was on a dirt bike and a little kid. All the way up through where we are now, as I mentioned, my wife's involvement with artists um, that we've had come and capture a week with us at the racetrack or at home. Um, I've been a big fan of a few photographers that I've always wanted to work with. One is Danny Clinch. Who, people who know the rock and roll world. Rolling Danny's Stone. Rolling Stone. I'm like, he's the guy, right? He's shot everyone and a super cool guy and a friend. And he came and spent a week with us. Uh, so with all that being said, I've been pressured to do a book. And I'm not a big reader. I, I mean, I listen to plenty of books on tape, but I'm just not a big reader. And a biography is not something that's kind of in the forefront of my mind. But my love of photography, trying to tell a story, this vast um, you know, all these photos I have from, you know, literally 40 something years worth of photos, always wanted to do something with it. And then I partnered with, uh, some friends through my, my wife's world, a gentleman by the name of Ivan Shaw. He's worked at Condé Nast yes. uh, for many years. He was the photo director for Vogue for many years. And he was actually my wife's gallery with one of his clients on a book tour. And I just shared with him this, you know, the volumes of photos I have. And he's like, Jimmy, we should do something. So sure, would you would you do it? He's like, of course I would do it. Wow. So he went out and has really you know helped us find Robert Sullivan. And Robert was here in uh, in Portland with us last year, kind of witnessing a race in person. Um, the Rizzoli is the one that's, that's produced the book, and you know his relationship and connections there helped us get this done. And you know the best art photo book group in the business. So you know many pieces of that puzzle have kind of come together in recent time. And Ivan Shaw has been a big big help and cornerstone to all that taking place and now it's finally here it's produced <laughs> it looks amazing it's alive it's uh 
you know, I'm going to be on book tours and signings and launching it all now. So I'm glad that you've been able to see a little bit of it and I can see how cool it is. So as a photographer, one of the things that I am constantly challenging myself having shot since 1986 is to find things that are new and interesting for myself. Rinse, wash, repeat. Where are we at this weekend? Been to this track a thousand times, shot it from the same angles. Where do you find things where you go, okay, interesting angle, is interesting perspective. I've only been a motor racing photographer though, Jimmy. Yeah. The angle that I love about this book though is as you mentioned saying, let's take folks who've never been to a motor race most likely, have no idea what action sports photography techniques are let's take true amazing artists drop them into my world and see what they come up with tell me about that because again looking through the book there's stuff in there i'm like oh i'm jealous i would have never have thought to very observant man that is so cool that you recognize that that is something that my wife and i kind of discovered early on in this journey of just documenting um, our photos. And we, again, we love photography. We love photos of our family. We love photos of us. And we've truly intended to start collecting all these photos and working with some of these artists just for our personal collection. And then it, it's turned into much more. But we, did, in that process, we recognized, and everybody sees a racetrack differently. And it's so fun to bring in like an Andrew Moore or, you know, Danny Clinch. Um, another friend, Lyle Oerko, came in and shot. You know, these guys that have super successful careers, uh, gals as well and and, in the way everybody just sees the racetrack differently and what is interesting to them some photographers um i think it was missy mclam was super interested in just shooting fans and captures so much energy and just the fans at the track which to your point people think of a racetrack you're just going to shoot the car these few little spots that the photographers have access around the track she embedded herself in the fans and loved it Um, another friend peggy sirota came and shot uh, my final race at my home track in fontana for my in 2020 in the nascar season and and she captured kind of that last time at home moment and and the photos i see there you know just the energy in the photos shines through that it really is my last time racing at my home track so i'm stoked that you picked up on that and i hope others can as well when they look through it that i don't know there's got to be 15 or 20 different photographers in the book and they all look at a racetrack differently in getting to know you over the last couple of years what you mentioned earlier having no real interest of a biographer writing your life or you penning and telling the world how magnificent you are it's not who you are but there's some interesting interviews storytelling about your life in here tell me about managing that as well because it's not just purely a flip through photo book there's a lot of you in it but as told by others yeah Was that something you put forth with uh, the author saying stylistically, I'd rather go that way than it be a first-person thing? How would you handle that side? Yeah, that's it really was kind of a collaboration in in making the ultimate decision of what the book would hold and and not just be a photo book but be a bit more. And being honest with Ivan Shaw, who really ran point on putting this together, I was like, wow, okay, you know, you're not not saying you'll never, uh, that you won't do a biography, but it's just not. There's, there's not one yet, and you don't yeah. have plans to anytime soon. Let's, let's work on some combination of. Let's do a little storytelling, be heavily photo-focused. But there are plenty of stories to tell, and, and there are plenty of important people in my life that, that could shed, shed you know, light in a different way on, on my journey. Last question or two, Jimmy. So 
uh, Amy, the amazing Amy uh, Walsh Stock, she was telling me that in terms of sales, pre-sales, you name it, uh, publishers pretty happy. And, and <laughs> yeah. I know this weekend's kind of the coming out party. Uh, you're going to be signing uh, some of the books here tomorrow, Saturday at Portland. And as you mentioned, you're going to be on a whole journey with the book uh, after the season. But that's always the question, right? Hey, we're going to do this big project. I sure hope people yeah. like it and want it. If they don't, oh boy, sounds like there's been a really good reaction already. It really has. So the opportunity to pre-buy um, for them to pre-sell went really well. And they're on their second um, production and, and considering a third as yeah. we roll close to the holiday season, so Amy said they're getting ready for uh, run number three. Run number three. And the, I have we have we don't even have a book in front of us right exactly. now. I'm like that's a good problem. It is a great problem, and you know I feel like I, I had high expectations because of all the key players involved from Rizzoli and, and their reputation, Ivan Shaw, Robert Sullivan, you know everybody that's a part of it. Michael Jordan wrote the forward in the book. <laughs> um, you know we we definitely pulled out the, the big guns for this one. And That's ridiculous, we were by the way. Hopeful that you know that first round would sell out, and then then all of a sudden we're in, in the second, and now looking at a third, which is great. Okay, so we're not just going to. I'll show you the MJ part. We're not going to drop the Jordan <laughs> thing and just walk away from that real quick. So you've been fortunate, obviously, to have a pretty amazing career, get to know a lot of people. Nonetheless, you got the greatest of all time riding a forward <laughs> i gotta believe that landed with you as one of a, a holy poop type moment as well it has and honestly just through through life and in friends and partnerships gatorade would be one our our roads just crossed and i mean of course i have a ton of respect for michael jordan i mean it goes without saying but in a few interactions and in meeting him um, i realized how much of a nascar fan he was and this was before he had ever entered the sport with denny hamlin you know we're talking like early 2000s and i just didn't realize how many races he attended with his father when he was young and just how into NASCAR his father was which then obviously yeah. soaked into him and and he's always followed it closely so um, he's been a great friend and to have his participation in, in the forward that he wrote in the book um, you know it's really cool and special for, I asked Frank Keaty if I ever wanted you to write the forward for a book of mine he said yeah five grand is a starting point so <laughs> that bastard I know would charge me a ton let's close Jimmy knowing that this is capturing up to a certain point in your your life and racing career we're here at portland this weekend got monterey next weekend you're chasing yeah. more great results i know one of the big questions everyone's asking what does jimmy's future look like i know we're not breaking any news here about right. that but where are you at in that process deciding what you want for how long you want it we don't want to let you go hole <laughs> and chip and everyone else has said no this we are a better team with him in it yeah um where do you get to timeline decision of what the future might look like? Yeah, I, I wish that things were um, in place already. You know, it's clearly the way I think anyone in motorsports likes to operate. Um, you know, when I look back over announcements and when things have come together for me, they've always been a little later in the year just due to my partners and their, uh, their planning cycle and budget commitment uh, cycle that takes place. Uh, so we're working hard on it. I wish I had something to report right now. Um, you know, I, I truly love being a part of Chip Ganassi Racing and this entire group here. I love driving these cars, the track, um, the tracks that I've been on. So, you know, my intention is to, is to keep going. So yeah. hopefully, you know, hopefully we can get all that put together sooner than later related somewhat related uh elsewhere 
uh, IMSA president John Doonan keeps baiting me a little bit. Hey, we got this Garage 56 uh, program going to Le Mans. Hmm, who are the drivers we might have for that? He keeps saying, we haven't signed up Jimmy, but boy, we sure would love to have him beyond IndyCar. Knowing what you've been doing in IMSA for a while now, are you still interested in staying in those routes and those branches you've been out in other forms of racing as well? Or are you just thinking more IndyCar next year, if possible? No, I'm trying to I'm trying to look at everything. I mean, I, I this year with IMSA and IndyCar, I'm at 21 races, and I guess I did the uh, the race in Sweden, the Race of Champions event. Yeah, I'm going to Goodwood. So you know, you've 25ish races. Was that there I'm testing doing? being done? And there was some testing, testing. for Goodwood. For a yep. vintage event. <laughs> for a vintage, yes. I needed to learn the track and how to drive these cars, especially the Cobra that I'm driving. I'm driving on the right side of the car, yes. shifting left-handed. So that I, I needed a day in the car to get All used right. to it. But, uh, you know, along the shore of that, I still have plenty of driving aspirations Good. and want to compete in, in the marquee events and, and have the marquee experience that I can in all of them. Um, I, I think 25 races is probably a little high for me. So, you know, I want to trim that down next year and have a little more balance. Um, but, you know, if, if I have a chance to go to Le Mans, my schedule is open. And especially with that Garage 56 program and all of my friends that are involved yes. with it, you know, I would love to be there. Uh, I think we're all eagerly awaiting the 2023 IndyCar schedule to see if the weekend's open. Yeah, I'm told that won't be out Bless you, Amy. Well, that won't be out before the end of this season, but I'm told middle September, late September okay. probably. Uh, last thing for you. So dream-wise, aspiration-wise, you think full-time next year would be what you're hoping for, or is that schedule reduction something you're thinking about might apply here? Again, I'm not trying to lock you in yeah. anything. Just curious what the mindset is. No, I'm, I'm, I'm open to really any combination of things. And, and just getting started, you know, next year I do, I really don't think there's a proper IMSA opportunity for me with the four races, just the way the... Uh, the GTP, yeah, GTP, the shift, the shift, the way it's kind of all factory, the amount of seats that are available, and in, in the first year with the new product coming out, so um, you know that, that would be a, a step in the right direction. I'd be really happy with to, to scale it back to seventeen. So um, you know it is in that planning phase. I'm still looking at all options. I do want to go um, drive the Garage Fifty Six car if the schedule is open. I want to go to Le Mans. I've always wanted to do that. Uh, so so right now, really, there's everything's still kind of on the table, and hopefully here in the the coming weeks to month months whatever it is, I can get it all dialed in imagine my, my wishes might be different than what you know what opportunities are out there for me hmm. there's that too you tend to make those wishes happen though so that's a good thing. i'm gonna try <laughs> i'm just thinking as a person who loves photography the idea of having a visit to france uh, in June for the world's greatest endurance race and all the imagery that might come from that. Oh, man. I was able to, I was fortunate to cover that event for 10 years straight, 2007 through 2016. And an eight and a half mile track for a photographer to climb around and wander and find trees to shoot through and all the iconic signage. Just saying. It's great that you got a book here. You'll probably come out of Le Mans with more <laughs> with than enough for itself. a second one. So uh, That's great feedback. Congratulations on the book. Again, it is truly beautiful. I never do these interviews about books and stuff like this because someone says, hey, would you do a promotion with us? Not at all. It's just pure respect for artistry and a great topic. So oh, thank thanks you. for taking some time, brother. I appreciate it, buddy. 